Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. I am your host, Q, joined by Saints. Saint, what's good with you today? How you doing? How you feeling? It's Friday Eve, so we're in a good space. I don't got anything planned this weekend. So it's going to be a good weekend for me, too. None too too hectic, too bad. No lions? No, no, definitely no lions. Uh, <laughs> I think that was, I'm one and done with going to games. I will just... Uh, Probably watch on t- watch TV. Um, I mean, you got paid to be at that one, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the last weekend, I had one of my my buddies was in town, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. We were watching all the other games, but we had watched the Lions, and the people were betting on the Lions. I'm getting pissed off, and I'm like, I'm not trusting them. I think what happened was too, like some of my friends will bet against the Lions to mess up, and I think they won money. So that's kind of bad that you were, you got to bet against your own home team to win. Pretty bad, man. Right? Yeah. But I mean, you, you know what to, to expect from them, though. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I meant to ask you: Do you like any of our home teams? Any Michigan home teams? Uh, not really. I, I fool with uh, uh no, because hear me out. There's a there's a ton of arrogance around each one of the. Can't really cheer for U of M because there's so much arrogance around the football team, and they haven't won anything since like '97, '96. Oh, uh, okay. And then when you go and get into basketball, there's so much so much arrogance around the the Spartans and those same Michigan fans are now Spartan fans, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, Detroit has been the Pistons are okay, but they're almost always rebuilding and wash people. Oh, they get like the most washed players and have the worst management ever. Um, and the Lions are, I mean, the Lions, you look for them, the they've been rebuilding since we were in high school. Yeah. And I'm starting to think they might not win a game this year. I really am. <laughs> and I like I like their new coach. I like the Spunk. I just don't think they have enough talent. Like these are the receivers that they have on their team. They're not like wash, but they are not only young, but they are back. They're not number one receivers. There's no one number one receiver on our team really, except for our tight end. He's a tight end, so right. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't come on here to talk about Lions. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like the NFL is going back to that, though? With uh, uh, You have Gronk, who's still fairly dominant when he's not injured. You have yeah. Kelsey and you have Kittle. And I mean, of course, those are the, the cream of the crop when we're talking tight ends. But it seems like the league is moving back towards big playmaking tight ends and just speedy guys on the outside. Not necessarily... Uh, Randy Moss type marquee players coming in. You got D Hop, of course, um, and Julio's on the on the back end of his career at this point. Odell, but it seems like it's shifting more towards the the tight ends for me as far as explosive guys that are doing stuff, big guys. Yeah, I didn't notice that until you said that. I think it is because I think they're seeing the formula, especially with the defense and how the game is set up where you really can't do a whole lot of kind of like basketball mm-hmm. you can't be as aggressive like you're going to get called penalties holding things of that nature so i think using that tight end having a special tight end that's really good even if you look at the atlanta falcons they drafted a tight end with their f- what f- number three number fourth pick so and that boy bad too fast as all get out yeah, and he's just not even touching the surface of his talent. So it's just like one of those things where, yeah, I think it's changing and we're going to see, you know, even more tight ends get drafted high. So, yeah, you're right about that. Um, I just I think with the Lions, what I, what I observe as well, too, is that they don't have a necessarily game plan. That's always been the Lions thing. Like, even with Stafford and Calvin Johnson was there, like, what is your – Besides just throwing it high and Calvin Johnson catching it, what is your, you know, 
go to. Like you look at back then when Seattle had their top defense, we'll talk about Russell. So we're gonna talk about Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> they were known for their defense. You uh the Rams, they had the best show on turf, you know, Brady mm. and Belichick and then, you know, their offense and things of that nature, having defensive players that might be pro players on other teams come in and step up and be number ones. Like Detroit Lions doesn't have that. And I know it takes a while, but like you said, how long are we gonna wait? They've been rebuilding since we was kids. Yeah. Ever since Barry retired, they we've been we're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. How do you you arguably lose one of the best running backs of all time, top ten, and one of the best receivers of all time, top ten? How do you make don't don't disrespect the top ten of receivers now? He's good, (laughs) y'all. You don't think Calvin be number ten? He's not better. He's not better than Sterling Sharp. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot you feel like Sterling Sharp. I do. I agree. I think Sterling Sharp should be in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. I don't know why he's not. I know his career was cut short, but he still was a dominant receiver. He was neck and neck with Jerry Rice before he, uh, before that neck injury put him down and yeah, knocked him out of playing. I don't think was far. I don't even know far was throwing him back then. I think it was somebody else, right? Was, nah, it was Brad Fire. Yeah, oh, Brad Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so. But I want to start off talking about some breaking news. Uh, I caught it while I was just working on the laptop. Just popped up on my phone. Uh, 18, yes, 18 former NBA players arrested for defrauding the NBA health and welfare benefit plan. So I don't know a whole lot about this plan, but from what I'm guessing that this was a plan for players that was formerly in the league to help them with, you know, maybe their insurance or things of that nature. Maybe if they're not necessarily uh, a top player, I guess, or I don't know, maybe if they're not doing as well, they were getting maybe certain checks a month. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, by them defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan, uh, looks like almost out of $4 million and probably more. Right. So um, who were charged for this? Who were charged and arrested today? Well, I'll read some of the players. Among um, these charged was Tony Allen, Glenn Davis, Darius Miles, Ruben Patterson, who, damn, he's old. I don't know how he got caught. Uh, Sebastian <laughs> Shannon Brown, uh, Terrence Williams. Um, I guess according to the indictment, uh, the scheme developed after Terrence Williams. Now, Terrence Williams is a player that I remember. He used to play at Louisville. He got drafted to the Rockets. He was on the Nets. He was on a couple of teams that he was a decent role player. Um, he began his career, yeah, first round, 2009. He submitted 19,000 in fraudulent claims to plan in November 2017 for the chiropractor care. Uh, the claim led to a 7,672 payout for Williams. So you just pretty much just. They didn't even have to. Yeah. So I'm guessing what happened was he must have said that he needed this to go to the chiropractor and they gave him some bread for it and he just pocketed it. Um, the indictment said that he recruited other former NBA players to defraud the plan and offered to provide fraudulent invoices from the chiropractor and dentist in South Carolina and a well wellness office in Washington State. At least 10 of the former players paid kickbacks totaling up to $230,000 to Williams, according to court papers. At the press conference discussing the charges, Audrey Strats include an example of the scheme, including the fact that Tony Allen, Tony Roden, and Glenn Davis all reported that they had root canals on the same teeth on the same day. So, yeah, that's just the gist of it, uh, what's going on amongst the NBA and some of the retired and former players. Um, Saint, what is your thoughts on this breaking news and things of this nature? Because I'm a little lost for words because I don't know what to say because I'm like, damn, y'all ain't say y'all money up. Y'all got to do stuff that people do in the streets. I don't know what's going on. What you think? I think that yeah, the doggone criminals, when they talk about criminals not being smart, um, like I said, <laughs> we had the same operation on the same tooth at the same time. I mean, I know doctors work miracles, but come on now. You, you can't, it's like cheating off of somebody back in the day. I mean, you don't copy it word for word. You got to make it, get a couple wrong so it don't look like we're actively sitting here cheating. 
Um, yeah. It is. It's unfortunate. Um, and it also goes back to that whole thought of uh, whether they got screwed out of their money by family or friends or associates. It still goes back to that thought that money management isn't a high priority. Um, you have millionaires that stay millionaires, and then this is these what 19 players are going to be the ones that are going to be the poster child for what former athletes are going to do from here on. Right. And then, you know, people do things to this nature and we, you know, I'm not going to say we, but people that really need this particular plan that is in need of health benefits and um, maybe welfare plan are not getting that opportunity because now they're going to be even more strict. Right. Now there's going to be a lot more obstacles for former players to get this that really needs it. Um, I'm looking at like Glenn Davis, like Glenn Davis, you're in a big three. You're not getting no extra money. Like you didn't say none of that Boston Celtics and Orlando Magic money. Tony Allen, he's, I'm like, dude, you was a defensive player of the year. He was on that team too. Yeah, on the Celtics teams, on the Grizzlies, Kobe Bryant and said you're one of the best defensive players he ever played against. And, you know, when they make these all NBA teams, which he has made a few all NBA teams on defense, you get bread, you get some money for that. So it's like, how are you guys doing this? Like, what happened now? Sebastian, Sebastian Telfair, I don't know what's going on with him. He had, I think he had just got out of jail because he believed maybe a year ago he was in New York or a year and a half ago with a gun and New York has strict gun laws and something about he didn't know or he didn't even know he had some crap, but he just got out of trouble. Now he's back in federal courts and this is going to be an ongoing story because you don't just have two or three players. You got 18 mm-hmm. that they so far have investigating arrested you know how many more is doing this so <laughs> yeah <laughs> way, way to start off the week or in the I week know, right i mean it's like <laughs> what they say you can get out the hood you can't take the hood out of you yeah apparently so hey man i got a scam y'all joke is it's in y'all 40s man what are you doing Man, forties, they kids about to go to school and they are in federal charges. Man, come on now. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to talk about your boy, man. Talk about your boy Urban Meyer. Ain't none of my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Former Florida, former Ohio State university coach who is now coaching the Jackson Jaguar Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL um, he's in the news um, he's in the news because a couple of days ago or over the weekend uh, he wanted to do, you know let some steam off he can tire of losing and shit and he's like yo I'm gonna go to my restaurant or my bar that I have and just gonna have a little bit of fun so he was caught on camera um, in 4k and, um, <laughs> Yeah, 4K, definitely. And um, he had a young lady that uh, was uh, dancing on him that was not his life partner. So it got headlines and a lot of critics and commentators are saying that Urban Meyer is not going to last in the NFL. Is getting to him. He had lost a tough game, excuse me, last week. And he was apologizing and... Yeah, it's not looking too good for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying you might not have a whole lot to say, but um, I guess my question to you is that when do we draw the line between personal life and um, actual coaching and playing? Should we criticize Urban Meyer for doing that in his personal time? Uh, no, I don't think that... I know you're supposed to hold yourself at a high standard when you're in the public eye. Um, and it's mind boggling to me to think that you're in your bar that has a picture of you and your wife there and you don't think anyone's recording. You just off with a strength that he's in his bar. Uh, off the Kenny. <laughs> and, you know, he's in there on some Donald Trump time, President Trump, like grabbing him right by the P word and all this and didn't think that anyone would see. It's just, it it's weird uh, to, to say the least. And then, I mean, 
do we hold them accountable for it? Sure. Uh, but that's still also uh, a discussion between him and his wife, not necessarily uh, the rest of the world. Um, I know we gave Paul Pierce a ton of crap and he lost his job at ESPN behind going to a strip club um, and being on live while doing so. But I don't think that that warrants any kind of job loss because I didn't think Paul Pierce deserved to lose his job all that time ago. I just don't like Paul Pierce, so <laughs> I, I was very. I want to say I'm not ever happy with people lose their job, but I, I didn't get too. So he got fired from ESPN, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, great for ESPN, but uh, I think you're right too. I think Urban Meyer should have kind of read the room. You're at a bar with a lot of college students. People have phones now. Whatever you do behind a closed door, that's your business. But if mm-hmm. I'm gonna be out here reckless, I don't know what arrangement him and his wife have, or if she even knew that he would be, you know, he takes part of those things. Uh, you gotta have a little bit of common sense. You are the leader um, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're the coach, and players are. I mean, these are grown men, but they look at you at a certain level and certain prestige. And now that this particular video has surfaced and you guys are losing and, you know, Urban Meyer is really not a person, as you can see, that likes losing at all. Um, He's been depressed. He's been sad. Um, Just a lot of stories I've been reading about you know his health and things of that nature that was another thing too because it wasn't the reason why he left ohio state i I always felt like because it was maybe some scandals coming or you know whatever the case is with college sports but is it because you know his health and whatnot so that's why i was kind of confused on that situation like yo did he just like leave college football to go to nfl and even be more stressful and take on the one of the worst teams in the league besides the Lions. <laughs> right. No, because um, it was similar in Florida, too. He left Florida for um, health reasons and left Ohio State after getting them a chip for health reasons as well. So it doesn't make any sense that he's back into coaching outside of it just being a passion for him. And I mean, if you had health problems beforehand, I'm sure that they'll resurface with a more stressful job that was causing the health problems to begin with. Um, right. And nobody's taking anything from Urban Meyer. He's a great coach. I can't hate on him. I mean, even though Ohio State was already good after Jim Trestle, he came in and still, like, he made them even better. So, yeah, got us a national championship down there. <laughs> yeah, he produced a lot of pro players. So it's like I can't, can't hate on a guy for his coaching, but I think sometimes maybe – it's one of the things where you, you love the game so much, but how much can you get to the game because you're, you know, your health and whatnot, and he's getting older. Right. And we do tend to put coaches, uh, players, or just people in the limelight on these pedestals, forgetting that they're human at the end of the day. And then when they do respond like a human and showcase their flaws or, or shortcomings, we're quick to judge them as if... Uh, some of us don't walk with uh, these same burdens on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Speaking of daily birds, and no, I'm just playing Kyrie. Don't do that. Don't be mad at me, Kyrie. I know everybody has been giving Kyrie to just really bad heat, but uh, so in news right now, Kyrie still hasn't taken the vac- you know vaccine for COVID. Um, New York laws prevent and NBA prevent players who are not vaccinated and playing in the league or playing in New York, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the rumor was going around that they were going to move the practice outside of New York so Kyrie could practice with the team. Um, Steve Nash said, no, we're not going to move practice outside of New York. Uh, it's not fair to the other players on the team. Um, when I was reading, reading and watching some of the press conferences out of practice in uh, preseason, um, is you could just tell by Steve Nash's reaction, he's just frustrated. He doesn't know really what to say. Uh, you know, first take, undisputed, have really been getting on uh, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Former NBA players have really, really got on him as well. Um, people are demanding that he should be traded. People are demanding KD just you know, speak up. People are thinking that James Harden is not going to stay if this continues for, you know, if this happens for another year. Um, before I give you my 
Um, what do you think about this situation? And also I read that if Kyrie misses his home games, he's missing over 300,000 per home game. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's still a multimillionaire at the end of the day. So I don't think it uh, it's going to hurt his pockets. Uh, it might hurt in the sense of building generational wealth or things along those lines if he hasn't invested properly. Uh, but as far as the media being on his case, I think at this point, he it's a double-edged sword. He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he comes back and gets the vaccine, um, you'll have those same media outlets talking about, oh, I guess it really your morals wasn't really that important to you, so on and so forth. And then if he chooses to, to make the choice to not get that same vaccine, um, it he's selfish and he's not... Uh, putting it all on his line for his brothers like you're supposed to when you play for a team or an organization. But I, I don't think there's any way that he wins, uh, per se, in this. But as a whole, I don't think he wins. He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Yeah, and it's one of the things that we, we talked about a lot of times on this podcast with Kyrie. He can be a little bit bizarre. <laughs> he can be a little bit weird, I guess you could say. Mm. And I'm split because I understand kind of what he's saying. He wants to do the research, but like just because it's so been so much other stuff with Kyrie, I'm like, are you just doing this to for attention? Are you doing this just to be different, to look different? Is this really what you want to do? I mean, there's people out here that really are against, you know, the vaccination, which is, you know, their prerogative. That's their life. I can't knock them for it, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's tough to say with him. And then I'm hearing that he came into the season in great shape he's looking better than ever so i don't know what they can do they didn't give andrew wiggins his uh religious um exemption nope yeah they didn't give it to him and he ended up getting the vaccination so you know it was one of those things where i feel like Kyrie has to kind of make a decision soon because now it's holding up the team Mm-hmm. Sucks, but it's it's really affecting KD. It's affecting Blake, Mark's Archer, who just came back from a health scare. Got James Harden, who came to Brooklyn to win a championship. I feel like KD and James Harden is a good one-two punch, and the surrounding pieces they have. They signed Patty Mills. I feel like I mean, I'm not saying that they don't need Kyrie, but if they don't have Kyrie, it's not gonna be real bad. Right. It might take a little bit of their chances from a championship, but uh, when you got one of the best players, two of the best players in the world, I mean, you should be okay. Right. Um, so I don't know what they can do in this situation because Kyrie's, you know, has told people or people have speculated that if he gets traded, he's retired. So what team wants to take a chance on that, giving out pieces to the Brooklyn Nets and then they don't have anything in return? Right. I don't know if they can. I think they just signed him to like a couple of years ago when KD came to like a max contract over a hundred and seven million dollars. So, you know, it's kind of one of those situations like if you release him, you still have to pay him, you know? So it's like, what the hell can you do in this situation? So I don't know what's going to happen with the Brooklyn Nets saga, but this has been a lot of NBA headline news. I'm quite frankly tired of it. I want to see people who <laughs> let's get this taken care of. If he doesn't want to take the shot, can't force him to take the shot. Right. If there if there's rules, then he has to, you know, I think Kyrie just have to realize, hey, can't play. Just like for example, like if there's a let's say the Brooklyn goes to the, the NBA finals or they in the playoffs, he's not gonna be able to play play playoff home games. You can't know, play so. in LA either now. Or uh San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, so say if they play Golden State in the finals, just hypothetically, like, how's that going to work? Like, you're not even going to play the whole series. Right. So it's just things like that they have to think about. And I wonder what's going to happen in the upcoming weeks. But um, we were talking about some of the NBA preseason that's been coming on. Some of these young teams from last year coming into this year. So, Saint, I got... The Hawks, the Kings, I got the Cavaliers, I got the Bulls, the Pelicans, Pistons, and I'm going to add the Magic, and I'm going to add the Memphis Grizzlies. Is there any one of those teams you feel that has a chance, perhaps in the next five years, of being a threat to the NBA championship? 
I don't think it's fair to call the Bulls a young team. I, think, I don't think so. I mean, you got Lonzo, who might be like young okay, yeah, per true. se, but Zach Levine's been in the league for at least five, I want to say maybe eight years by this point. The Rosen is six. six yeah. The Rosen has definitely been there for almost 10 himself, and Fuyacic is closing in close on 10, too. Okay, that's true. I guess the Lonzo thing, and then they did trade. I didn't realize Lori Markin is on Cavaliers now, so they they have. They yeah, gave him boy enough time. He he, he didn't pay enough. <laughs> Man, they was they hyped him up after that first season, though. Yeah, they they gave him enough time to try to figure it out. They like, <laughs> look here, bro. Uh, I think the Hawks are gonna be in the mix, definitely. Um, just with the progression that Trey Young has had over the years, this is his third season now. Um, the same could be said for the Mavericks, even with the controversy of uh, Luca and uh, KP, and KP supposedly being jealous of Luca. Um, the Kings, nah, <laughs> nah, nobody wants to play for Sacramento, and. <laughs> They might be good from a highlight perspective, but I think that might be it for them. The Grizzlies are missing one more piece. And actually, I even think if we're just talking about a team that won't live up to potential, but just will be fun to watch, I have to throw New Orleans in there. But I think they'll be fun as hell to watch, but I don't think that at least in unless they get Zion some more help down there, I don't see uh, those guys. They're gonna be right at that that cusp of cracking into that uh that, that playoff realm or become the next Portland. Where they right. get to a place where they get in but don't make any noise for it, you know. But with the exception of uh a few players, do you think the New York Knicks can make some noise? No. <laughs> hey man, come on. We got Kemba now. And they are not young either though. Are they young? And Julius they're semi young. Because if you if you don't put Derrick Rose, Kimba, uh, yeah, Kimba and Evan Fournier, uh-huh. then you you got a pretty much young squad. RJ Barrett quickly, uh, Mitchell, some of the other role players, Kevin Knox, and things of that nature. So yeah, they got a little bit of a young team with some veteran presence. Um, I mean, Randall's been in the league for yeah, a hot second too. He's not a He's a young guy, but he's not a, a young guy in the sense that he just got here. You've been here for at least five years now at this point, I think. Yeah, pretty much. So, no, not your Knicks. Screw them. Oh, man. Anybody trying to see the Knicks nowhere, guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm going to agree with you, though. Besides, I think the Hawks got the best chance. I think Trey Young has made a statement after this year. That he's because I honestly I didn't think Trey Young would be as good as he was coming out of college. I thought he was okay. I thought he'd be okay, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he'd be able to be as dominant as he is offensively. But with you know the spreading of the floor and players being able just to shoot from everywhere, it just it works for him. And yeah. He has a nice young squad, good coach, and Nate McMillan. Like it just it works so. I can see the Hawks being a scary team next year to play mm-hmm. because they're unpredictable. Like you said, they're young. And then even like some of their players, like they had a, like a couple of young players that's really good that were injured. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm gonna say the Hawks as well. I'm gonna rep ATL. I'm not gonna bandwagon jump, but I, I like them. They, they're pretty good. Then in the next year or so, you're gonna be a Hawks fan. Nah, 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 because he be, Trey Young be talking shit to my neck, so I can't do that. That cause my man spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was foul. That was super foul. Definitely foul. Um, you wanted to talk about flagrant fouls in preseason. Yeah. What's going on with that, man? What happened? Uh, so the game yesterday with the Warriors and the Nuggets, Draymond went to contest a shot, and it. Definitely didn't look intentional, but he hit Austin Rivers in the sternum with, a, I think, either his quad or his knee and dropped him to the floor. And it was all like it wasn't 
even though Draymond has a history of quote unquote being dirty and physical, it wasn't anything that looked mean or malicious and they gave him a, a, a flagrant for it. And it was like, wait, what? I, I get trying to set the tone, but in the preseason, we calling this in the preseason. I, yeah. I, I, when I saw it, I was like, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, where was that a flagrant foul? Like, he literally looked like he was trying to contest the shot. It wasn't like he was on that time with Steven Adams where he kept nut checking him or anything like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't nothing like that. Yeah. I think it was an accident. I mean, I don't think he just karate kicked him or, you know, <laughs> like, it, it just, to me, uh, I think that's why we, as old heads, don't like the game as much as we did back in the day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Not because we want to see people get, you know, thrown out the air and things of that nature, but just the, I guess the pettiness. Right. One thing I'm kind of glad they got, they're starting to like crack down on from what I'm hearing. We'll see how long this lasts is the three point, the four point play. Yeah. yeah. That didn't get caught yesterday. Uh, Steph jumped into a couple of people and they. Yeah. You can't do that as much anymore. So I want to see how that's going to affect some of the players in the league, especially like James Harden and whatnot. But I get it too, you know, that, okay, they're jumping on me. But like, especially if the player is, you can see the player trying to move off the way and then Mm -hmm. the other player with the ball just dips his shoulder into him. I don't like that. So. I'm glad about that, but we'll see how long it lasts. Because I mean, this is the same league that had enforced a dress code for a while, and somehow that just disappeared. So <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what you know, like with the NBA and their rules, it's something different every year. Like what we thought was carry and travel is not carry and travel no more. I think you guys sent me that video, yeah, or something. And James Harden working on his moves, <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, it's sweet, but I just. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we were that old when we was growing up. They would have called travel on us. If we tried that in the game. There's no if. Yeah, you do that <laughs> on a park now, bro. That's going the other way. What? No, nah, man. It, my zero step ain't no zero step out here, fam. Come on now. Ain't no gather step. But they are changing. They're changing the rules, and I, I mean, so. I guess the part that I take issue with as an old head is that it's taken away from what seems to be the purity of the game itself in its purest form. But in that same breath, you have to commend players like Harden, like a Steph, like a KD, like a Kyrie, who are um, reading the rule books and seeing what they could actually get away with. Is this a travel? Is this legal? Is this legal? Can I do this? Can I do this? And pushing the envelope as far as how uh, how far they can push it. And I mean, you can't argue with footwork. Footwork is almost Absolutely. equivalent to uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. And I know some people, they, I know some of my old heads will come after me for it, but they, they have very great feet to be able to pull <laughs> some of these things off. You have to have hella coordination to do that. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say, you know what, we might make no his mad, but I mean, they, these players are a lot more fundamentally sound. Um, and, you know, back in the day, we, you know, it was a lot of athleticism. It was a lot of big man movement. But I will admit, like, seeing some of these players now and it's dang, even seeing the young players coming up. I'm looking at some of these rookies right now. I'm like, he's a rookie? Like, the way he's, you know, moving and whatnot. I'm like, man. I couldn't even imagine, you know, rookies like that 12, 15 years ago coming into the league. So game is changing. I think it's us now that we're the new OGs. Mm-hmm. It's something we got to get used to, man. Some of these rules, some of these things. I know, Most of like, these rules. I don't play at LA Fitness at my gym because I look at it. I'm like, oh, they just shooting a three on the fast break. I'm not running down there. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not running. I'm not fast breaking, and I'm cutting, and I'm in on the wing, and I'm cutting four, and then you look me off to shoot a three. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not dealing with that because I'm tired. I'm old. My legs hurt. It's got me running for no reason. So no, I'm not doing that. Not for a pickup game, huh? Hell no. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done. I, I had to like just come to have a come to Jesus meeting and admit like I'm done. Like, I don't mind running a game now. I finally had enough confidence. Uh, but I'm not 
going 50 miles per hour. Y'all got it. Right. Is there any other NBA news? Ben Simmons still hasn't got traded. I thought he had been traded last week. Uh, oh, no. They're holding yeah. him money now. They said, look here. All right. <laughs> Don't show up. Watch this. We owe you right, eight point seven mil. Yeah, we gonna we gonna hold on to that, <laughs> and then we gonna charge you every time you don't show up for a game. Right. I was uh, it was this little mean doc was like on the phone talking. It was like a a voiceover, and basically was like Doc Rivers and B talking, and, and you know how Doc Rivers talk. Like, yeah, we're not gonna not gonna pay him. You don't want to play? We're not gonna pay him. <laughs> <laughs> so. You kind of, kind of, they must have listened to you because they said, nah, we not giving you no money at all. Yeah. It was hilarious because that came out the next day, too. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. So, anywho, um, we're moving on to the NFL. Um, before we get into your Russell Wilson uh, slander, um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the NFL season so far? We had about Mm, what? Week five now, yeah. yeah, five so far. Uh, are you enjoying the NFL season? Um, any teams that you're like, wow, they're pretty good. Anything uh, that's catching your eye? Yeah, the so I'm taken back by the Cardinals still being decent, although they had a similar thing last year like this, where mm-hmm. the first four or five games you were talking about how great they are, and then I think they finished like eight and eight or something at the end of the year uh i'm impressed by carolina i was expecting less yeah, from uh i'll say kid's name they came from the jets i was expecting less from sam donald yeah uh just because you only got to see him in that environment and they were god awful uh, and it turns out give him a couple of weapons he might be pr- pretty decent um, the Panthers got a a white boy backfield. I got the quarterback. <laughs> they got uh, they got Christian McCaffrey. They like yo, we we riding, we rocking. But yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, Sam Darnold's playing. Like, he looks like a whole different player. Definitely. Um, I'm not shocked by New England struggles. They have a rookie at quarterback. Um, I am shocked that the Titans are two and two though. I was expecting a little bit more for them, um, considering what happened last year, how great they were. They lost to the Jets. Titans. They lost to the Jets. Yeah, then they lose to the Jets uh, this past Sunday, I believe. Probably. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I had them like three and three and zero oh, or four and zero. Oh. Not by not shocked by the Lions at all. Um, they'll no. they'll sneak one in here or there. Thanksgiving is coming up. They usually always play great. Then um, I am shocked that the Browns are doing as well as they are, and the the Chargers. Both of those guys shock me as far as teams are concerned. Um, Brady's going to be steady. So three and one and going into Week Five isn't bad. It's time for Ben to let it go though. I, he might want to. Yeah, yeah. He might want to. You know I'm saying, go ahead and hang up them cleats because this ain't it. I had, I had a phone call with Chief before we got on here. He said it ain't it. Well, yeah, let that one go, fam. <laughs> uh, he is not playing. Like he he can't stay healthy. Nah. Like, his body is just breaking down on him. Like it's kind of almost like a Brett Favre situation. Like and Peyton man. Like dude, you just get a certain age where you can't do this. Like Ben's been doing this since we were what high school, getting out yeah. of high school, freshman. Yeah. He's been he's been in the league. He's been the Steelers quarterback since the mid two thousands, early late two thousands. So it's you know it's one of them things. Like we never at one point we did have men in the top five conversation when it was Brady Breeze you know Rogers I've and never had him in the top five you never had you no know, well I'll say some of the ESPN uh, people or top ten maybe <laughs> yeah so now I'm looking at him like I mean the Steelers look bad like <laughs> and they're not a team that doesn't have a lot of talent they have a great receiving core uh, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm really shocked with the Cowboys. I didn't know the Cowboys would be this good so far. I, I expected them to have a lot of L's, but they're p- playing pretty good. Dak is playing like an MVP candidate. Um, I'm kind of shocked in Kansas City, even though they won Sunday. Um, 
I'm still kind of like on the fence with them. I don't know if they have the same hunger and intensity that they once had. They on the defense. Know. Yeah, that's true. Or I, you do you think it's like a thing where teams are starting to figure figure them out? Uh, well, if you blitz Mahomes and not give him enough time to get the ball down the field to reek, you should be fine. But that, yeah. uh, but that's what I was talking about with the um, having that tight end outlet. Because if he can't get to reek, Travis Kelsey is usually somewhere around there um, for him to dump the ball off to. And you still got uh, Meacham out there as well. So, yeah. I don't think it's the offense is the issue for the Chiefs. I think it's the defense, and it's showing now that it's the defense. And usually that offense kind of like similar to Golden State where they'll just outshoot you right. on the court. That's how Kansas City was, and I think people are starting to catch on like, nah, yeah, we're going to stop this. We're going to run the ball and can hold on and, and, and kill and control the game, control the clock. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is so, stop y'all once. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. You know, um, we were talking and you told me earlier that you had some things to say about Russell Wilson. You said that I'm just going to tell the audience now what Saint has said. He said that he feels that Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Super, not Seattle Supersonics. I'm sorry. That's the basketball team. Seahawks. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. You're telling the uh, age, yeah. talking about the Seattle Supersonics. All right. Married to Sierra, the singer. That has nothing to do with football, <laughs> by the way. I know. I'm just throwing that in there. But you said he's overrated as a quarterback. So I want to know, why do you think that Russell Wilson is overrated as a quarterback? You don't have, do you have Russell Wilson in your top 10 at least? He's in the top 10, definitely. Uh, might even make the top seven when I sit here and think about it. But I feel like it's everybody else's fault but his. Um, think of my disdain for Matthew Stafford when he was on the Lions, but right. times 10 for Russell Wilson. They don't hold him. He doesn't get held to that same amount of accountability that other quarterbacks do when it comes down to it. And then when you get into the playoffs, they're unable to produce and they put all their eggs in one basket, essentially with getting rid of uh, beast mode, letting that defense go away and just decided, Hey, we're going to put all of, we're going to put it all on Russell's shoulders. And what does he produce? I, I don't think that they've won a playoff game since beast mode left. I might be wrong. I, well, I don't think they have. I don't think they've won a playoff game since Beast Mode has left that team. Uh, And it's at what point do we start? We, he never takes the blame for any and all things that are going on in general, as far as the team's success. It's, well, the line isn't great enough for him. Uh, he doesn't have the talent around, so they get him DK. Uh, he still has uh, Lockett out there. And, I mean, as far as receivers are concerned, guys are pretty decent. But even still, it's never Russ's fault about what's going on. It's everybody else's. But anyone else, so, it's the quarterback. Get rid of the quarterback. So, um, you don't think you know a lot of people say it's because he doesn't have a running game. You feel like that's not a, that's not a factor at all, right? Not with Tom Brady, uh, Matthew Stafford, um, and a couple of these other top. Well, I said top guy and said Matthew Stafford. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> that a ton of these other guys throwing the ball forty to fifty one times a game. No, I don't think that it's a. No, you don't necessarily need a running game, especially the way the game is played now. When you have, and then, you know, it says defense fell off. Well, he still has Jamal Adams and and Bobby Wagner. Jamal Adams ain't, we keeping it a buck. He ain't been good since uh, the Jets. Jets. Mm. Okay. You you know, a lot of people are going to be mad at you, right? He hasn't been good since the Jets, though. What has he done? Well, you know, people feel like Russell Wilson. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you take who would you take? Would you take Kyler Murray? Or would you take Russell Wilson? Because a lot of people feel like Kyler Murray is just as good as Russell Wilson, even though he's young. Uh, if I'm building a team, 
and I'm looking towards the future, it always I would always go youth. But if I'm trying to win now, I'm still taking Kyler over him. Uh, nah. Okay. That's fair. Do you oh. feel that Russell can I don't wanna say he can get better, but do you feel like if he Mm. Do you feel like that he has a cap right now that he, he you probably won't see too much better from Russell, or do you think he could still elevate? Nah, I think we got the best out of him that we're gonna get, honestly. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it going any higher in general as far as a place for him to go, any kind of elevation. But it doesn't. I mean, he has his Super Bowl, he has his ring already. And then he already gets put in that conversation of the greats. Yeah. Would you, okay, now you're a Bears fan. Would you have mine before y'all, you know, drafted Justin Fields? Would you have mine him on the Bears? No, because I would still be singing the same song. The only difference is that I know that the line at, uh, in Chicago is terrible. Oh, yeah, he'll get destroyed. Or at least uh, Fields got a little bit more, can move his wheels a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, feels looking out there <laughs> like thick <laughs> lions. Oh my god! I'm like, I think that's what people came. You know, not to switch subjects. People came into the Lions and Bears game, and even I came. I said, Lions should win this game. Feels had got sacked like over six times last game, so people figured that, yeah, we're gonna you know demolish the Bears and the Bears. Like they played like they were a freaking playoff team. Khalil Mack was just. Dropping golf, like it was just, it was just bad. But <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you were like, yes. Oh yeah, you got the memes. Yeah, I say that. I just say, like, yeah, I, I can't even say nothing. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> once again, I wasted a Sunday. I didn't get mad. I just like, there was a lot of people on Facebook. Oh, these effing lions! I'm like, I, they're just like you said earlier in the episode. The Lions are the Lions. Yeah. What do you expect? They had a fumble from hiking the ball and they hiked it to the other team or something, bounced off the quarterback and went into the defensive line hands for interceptions. Just <sighs> Lions being Lions. And I know they're going for it a lot on fourth down. And I, okay, uh, Dan Campbell, I, I appreciate that. But when you're keep going down there and you have a field goal range, take the field goal. Um, please just because <laughs> you guys don't have a like a you don't have a number one defense like you don't have a top 10 defense so it's like don't always have to go on fourth okay fourth and inches you're in the middle of the field cool whatever but your defense is not that great that nah, defense kind of ass yeah ass yeah definitely is the key word for that um yeah back to russell wilson uh you see Russell Wilson finish his career in Seattle? I do. I see him being a lifer in Seattle, similar to uh, Ray Lewis. Uh, just because I guess what he has meant to the team as a whole. And yeah, that, I see him coming out uh, or not leaving Seattle. Right. Bet nobody wants him. I think if he was going to move, it would have been this year. Yeah, right. It's a possibility next year, but I think a lot of these teams are getting locked with their quarterbacks now. They're you know, the Bears have fields. That was a team you had um, San Francisco, but San Francisco has locked with, you know, Trey Lance and, you know, and they got Garoppolo right now. So hmm. they're not going to trade for Russell. Green Bay, no. Even though Aaron Rodgers probably is last year there. No, so I, I think you're right. Seattle is probably going to sign him to, I think they already did, but they're going to continue to work with him and see if they can whatever his needs is that he wants. Um, we'll see. But uh, He played two games, two postseason games in uh, 2016. I don't know. I don't remember if that's the year that they... Nah, Beast Mode was on that team that they went back to Because then they had... Because they one year, they asked Beast Mode to come back after yeah. he, left, he left the Raiders when the Raiders was in Oakland. And it's 2015. So, yeah. So, we'll see. So um, I stand by my point of him not doing Italy squat in the playoffs mm, and being yeah. overrated. I I 
just say that. But. I'm putting this, look, <laughs> he got, if, if he, I don't see anything out of him, I'm putting him in that whole Ben Roethlisberger thing that we're. Ooh, wee. Not that he's washed. Not, I'm not saying oh, that he's okay. washed. Okay. Not yet. What I'm saying is when Ben got those titles early in his career, his name was always in the hat for being uh, a top quarterback. Two, right? Yeah, yeah, two. When he got his first one really early, though, he got his first one when uh, Jerome Bettis was still there. Yeah, okay. he was a younger quarterback. Yeah, and his name, every time you talk quarterback, his name got brought up, and I felt like that's where we are with Russ. Let him not produce this. That's where he going for me. Yeah, because like, I was telling you earlier, I was looking at his career stats. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't have a whole lot of yardage per uh, season from what I can see. I mean, he has a decent amount, but it's not like he's he's bombing it all the time. Nah. Nope. So. Uh, he threw for 4,000 yards last year, 4,200. You know, probably the last four or five episodes, we just we bring up the NBA Hall of Fame just because it's a fun subject and we like to make people mad. And so, apparently I piss people off, but you know, it's yeah, it's people off. so I had a name. And I was like, I want to ask Saint before we end this. I wanted to say, okay, Saint, what do you think about this particular player? And when his career is done, will he be in the Hall of Fame? Um, do you think Paul George will be in the NBA Hall of Fame after his career is over? If it was up to me, no. Uh, I would say no. But chances are he's going to be a first ballot guy. Just based and on... How you felt about Tracy McGrady being Hall of Fame is how I would feel about Paul. <laughs> I like Paul George, but I'm like, no way, bro. Yeah. No way, dog. Pat, playoff P, no. You cannot be in the Hall of Fame. Why not? Y'all, he played good as hell last year. He, he did. He did. He's a great player. But I just feel like I don't... <sighs> When you, if you ask me this question, <laughs> when he was in Indiana and the way his career was projecting, I would have said there's a chance. I just feel like I don't know if it's the criticism or not. And it's not that he's not a I'm not saying, oh, he's trash or nothing like that. I'm not saying that. But it's just like, man, Paul George, a Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know. Like you said, if you put Paul George, you just have to put a is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer. You know, mm. like that's a great question is he I don't know so it's like I, I like Paul George one of the best one of the top 15 players in the league I would give him that Paul is George, he though I could put him in the top 15 I think it I think it goes up and down with his performance like when he's on and he's playing like PG there's not too many people that can deal with him but it all depends and I noticed that he played a lot better without Kawhi you said 15, though. I'm going to say 15, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, that's how much I'm going to give him credit. I'm, I'm going to say top 15. I can give you 20. I don't know about 15. <laughs> I think it just, I, you know, and it's going to be even harder because these young players are, like, coming up, you know. Exactly. As I said, I give, I'll give you 20. I don't know about 15. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I don't know if Paul George is a Hall of Fame. Like you said, you ask you know ask us now no but Willie perhaps. definitely there's no that because it has turned into more of a, a popularity thing versus what the person has done collectively over their career within the in the NBA it it's more how were they received uh were they liked I don't know why that matters but all of that matters in the in the voting process. And I mean, if we're going based off of all-star appearances, I personally don't take that into consideration because all-star appearances, especially the starters, are voted on by the fans. So if you're popular enough, if you're viral enough, people are gonna see you and like you because you're getting highlights, whatever, whatever. Um, the stuff that I think that's voted on by your peers, I think should matter a little bit more and weigh in on it. Yeah. You think, uh, I'll give you one more play. Thanks. Jimmy Buck is Jimmy Butler. If you're going to put Paul George, you think Jimmy Butler deserve it too? If T-Max in there, uh, Jimmy deserves to be in there. <laughs> I, I, people, I, so let me get this straight. What, why do you don't think T-Max should be in the Hall of Fame? Let me ask you that. 
Uh, well, there's it's that popularity thing once again, and then it, the argument is usually that if he wasn't hurt, uh, if he wasn't hurt, him and Kobe, and it's like, well, stop because he was hurt. There's no if he was hurt throughout his whole career and he couldn't live up to his potential that should automatically come into consideration. And then when you factor in that when he was the man on his team, he could not get those boys over the hump, no matter where it was that he played all of the years of him getting out of the first round, which came later, Houston, San Antonio, uh, I don't know if he, he played for the Pistons. I don't remember if they ever got out of the first yeah, round. That was the twilight of his career. He wasn't really, you know. But at that point, he was a bench player. Even in Houston, when they did make it out of the first round, he would hurt. So mm-hmm. whenever he's the guy, he's not able to help propel his team over that hump of the first round. All of Famers should be able to carry a team over the first Iverson took arguably one of the worst casts to the NBA Finals. T Mac being six foot twelve should definitely be able to uh, propel a team of misfits past the first round. <laughs> People give him a lot of flack for in Doc Rivers. That was the first series that Doc Rivers blew from a three one lead against those Pistons. Um, do you feel like T Mac just was a great player in bad situations? I mean, you can't win it by yourself, right? So because you can't win it by yourself, you do need the the chips to fall and the dice roll to go your way. Had he not talked shit in in Detroit talking about it's time to go home now, they might have snuck out of there with that series, but he got talking crazy and them Detroit boys locked him up. Didn't let him do shit else for the rest of the year. Or no, I take that back. They didn't let anybody else do anything, and he wasn't good enough to outscore five other players. Yeah, he was very dejected out of that one. <laughs> and I don't think he talked any more trash after that. If we be, if we keeping it a buck, I think like he he stayed in Orlando for another year or two, and he did. He went to Houston. Now, when he was in Houston, I felt like that was a a Western Conference juggernaut because they had even though Yao Ming was always hurt you had Yao Ming you had your defense with Shane Battier you had Ron Artest that came on the team I used to play with them on 2K so it was like I I thought that I was enough for him to kind of get over the hump but he he didn't do it didn't do it nah I still think that team is supposed to be in the Hall of Fame but you know I get, I get, I can understand a little bit better now why you feel the way you do. At first, I was like, you know, what is he talking about? It's but, pop, his popularity is what pushed him into the Hall of Fame. Ooh. You <laughs> <laughs> going? Somebody gonna message me like, man, put me on the show. <laughs> It did. I mean, he made a couple of first team. The ones from your peers or the accolades of like scoring title or, or things along those lines are things that don't fall in the the public's eye for them to have voted on. But it's still kind of a popularity thing that goes along with it, too. Because in that same breath, we talk about Drew Holiday, for example, and there'll be questions about whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, clearly, if you watch basketball, he's a first ballot guy. Mm. But considering that he's not as popular as a, and I hate to say Russ, but say considering he's not as popular as a Russ, he's not getting the all-star votes. Yeah. He's not getting those nods to be in front of those uh, millions and millions of fans, despite him being a, a key component in the Bucks winning the championship last year and injuries. Okay. Little argument there. So I'm saying, is there anything else you would like to piss people off with before we leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already said I didn't think Ben Wallace belonged. Uh, he only had six years, right? You can't get in the Hall of Fame off of six years. I, I was going to send you this list earlier. I seen on Instagram, which is random. We was talking about. I'm like, wow, this just came out of nowhere. They had probability of certain players. Uh, possibly can make it in the league. 
Mm-hmm. If I like if I can find that right now, I would love to just throw a couple of other names out there so you can see it because it was kind of funny. I was like, wow, some of these players. I know they had the Greek freak on there and Giannis. Well, there's never not been an MVP that made it into the Hall of Fame. So by that logic alone, Derrick Rose is going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's true. He was what the youngest player to ever win MVP. Yeah. So, yeah, he's most likely going to be in there. Um, I'm trying to find it. They had a lot of players on there. Uh, oh, here we go. So... Uh, that Blake Griffin and Rajon Rondo. Do you think those two? Rajon, not Blake. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, some of these players are kind of we already talked about. Your, you know, the White Howers, Brody, AD. We kind of figured that they're gonna be in there. Right. Um. Kawhi Leonard. Definitely. That's just a lot. So that's a lock. Okay. Hey, a lot. All right. Um, I'll give you two more. Kevin Love. Ooh. He's not a lot, but he'll I think he'll make it. He'll in. sneak in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda like like you said, it's like it's bad when you had to take other players. Like if you're gonna put this player in there, you gotta put him in there. Well, it, it's kinda like that whole Chris Weber getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. With where I would put that. Not, not that far I, off. Yeah, I probably I, I would say that their numbers are not that far apart, mm-hmm. especially when he played in Minnesota. Um, okay, we'd give you one more, Clay Thompson. Definitely. Okay. All right. See, that was that wasn't that bad, y'all. He he said, yeah, definitely. Why wouldn't Clay make it? <laughs> Clay's a dog. Some people feel like Clay's just a uh, product of his team. That he's just. I think Clay's a bucket, but you know, some people, you know, don't like Clay's actually. I like Clay more than I like stuff. Well, the whole thought with the being a, a product of the team is so. Do you throw Tim Duncan into that conversation? Because he's never played with another coach outside of Pop. You and that system. Will off. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if we're just talking about systems at the end of the day. Tim Duncan almost went to the Magic and somehow that didn't go through, but um, it'd be weird to see him in another uniform. Right. <laughs> so if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking to say that, oh, it's a system, he's in. All right. Tim Duncan came from a system that he played in for 20 years. Mm, that's true. Tony Tim Parker Duncan. also was in the system for his. Well, majority of his years until you think he got he'll old. Lock for the Hall of Fame too. Him and yeah, Dibley. definitely. Oh, hell no. Why not? I'm straight. Tony Parker. <laughs> had that, man. Uh, man, come on now. Nah. What's wrong with Tony man. Parker? He's a bucket. Yeah, yeah, for like three years. Like when he, I don't know what he, what it was when he played against the Miami Heat in the playoffs, but he was like the best point guard in the league. The way he was balling, but he balling against the Pistons too. True, that too. I just, I'm. Gonna and, hate. I guess I, I don't like the Spurs. I'm gonna hate. I'm, I'm, I'm hating. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I won't be watching that Hall of Fame ceremony and Ginobili and Parker. There's no way that Ginobili doesn't get in. He's arguably the best six man ever played the game. I think uh, I can't argue too much because he has he has rings. He didn't have rings. I definitely argue that, but he got rings to back it up, so I can't say too much. Who's a better six man than Ginobili? Uh, what about Jamal Crawford? He's not a better six man than Ginobili. I don't even <laughs> think he's a better bucket than Ginobili as well. Ooh. If we keeping it a buck, mm. I think it's closer than what we what it seems. I think I think Jamal is not too far from Ginobili. What about, uh, uh, I can't say Lou because not only is Lou still playing, but he he is a bucket, but he's not like you said. I can't. When it when it I, I'll give Ginobili credit when his when his team's down, Ginobili would hit a clutch shot. Mm-hmm. I can't take that from him. Ginobili's a bucket, man. Yeah, let that one go. Yeah, let that uh, Spurs hate go, man. 
I just saying we get to talk about systems. There are some players that played in systems for a good majority of their career, and if you're hollering systems. Yeah, I just had a bunch of I have a cup with a bunch of pens and pencils and just fell. So you knocking pens over because you just upset about the whole Spurs part. <laughs> I do not. I, that's one team I. I like. I tell you, as players on the Spurs that I did like, I did like Stephen Jackson. Uh, who else? I I liked the Kawhi when he was on there. Kawhi was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about it. That <laughs> <laughs> was the only two players I really rock with. It was maybe another player. Patty Mills is cool. I like Patty Mills. He's a great player. So, but if you don't have anything else to end this podcast with, Saint, we can no. call it a cool. We can call it an episode. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. You can catch us on all platforms that support podcasts. Whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Anchor, whatever you're listening to, we on it. Also, follow us on the Roundtable Sports Podcast page, Instagram, and we'll catch y'all next week.